When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. I'm out. I quit. <laughs> That's the last. Uh, the podcast that puts the odd ass in podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it I does. Was, was not going to sing mine. I guess I'm revolting against this specific theme for some Great. reason. Spotlight on me. I'm Mike Johnson. And I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Today we're going to talk about musicals <laughs> oh my god oh hey kyle hey mike is have you considered the possibility that this is the most dangerous episode that we've ever done i have and i do <laughs> and i will and i should <laughs> wait well, except i want to know if we why why I, okay faggots are very touchy about their musicals <laughs> I was gonna say, like, faggots <laughs> don't get so mad yeah yeah i uh, yeah, we've we've talked about shit where people are like, you don't know the thing you're talking about, or like you were like clearly not interested in that. And this is one that's like the epitome of that. Like <laughs> musicals to gay men is like, I don't know. Yep, musicals yep. to gayer men. Like it's just yeah, I don't know. Yep. Um, but first, but, but first, we're gonna uh, do I, some news. No, no, no. Uh, first, first, I have an update okay hit us uh this was sent to me by tyler on twitter uh it is an update on bonobos uh oh, there was great. a recent study that said <laughs> uh, uh bonobos much like humans show commitment to completion oh. of a joint task oh. completion of a joint task <laughs> i legit um, thought you were gonna talk about <laughs> orgasms that's fantastic i mean given bonobos interests it wouldn't be surprising um yeah. no there there was uh something on sciencenews.org that showed like when they were grooming each other and that then sounds like a fake right-wing site by the way science news, <laughs> science <.org>. news. <laughs> true science news facts.org yeah. <laughs> um uh slash sean hannity um is it they did an experiment where like they were grooming each other and then the caretaker would interrupt them to give them a reward and then figure out if they went back to grooming each other and hmm. they did in fact go back to like they showed uh like they had a commitment to each other a social commitment that like they would go back to grooming the other person not oh. person because they're not people but you it's know pretty great yeah so uh, apparently they're not as committed to like three-year-olds do this better than bonobos so they're like not as good as three-year-olds but you know oh god or like m most male humans <laughs> <laughs> uh that's your bonobo update of the week great thank you you're welcome thanks todd is this gonna be a regular segment <laughs> bonobo maybe. Update? maybe are you gonna write the theme song for it yeah, sure great <laughs> it's bonobo time um now the news are you ready for this now the news it's time for the news we're singing the news and it's all the news oh great great <laughs> i'm so proud of you no uh, you're not so, i'm not <laughs> um, so, um, I, I do, I do, I do want to get a little bit serious for just ah, a little shit. bit. I know, I know. 
the news is going to be slightly different this week. So I, you and I talked about it last night when we were sort of planning out some stuff, how like we debated whether to even do a normal episode this week because of all of the unrest and, and um, political difficulties that have been happening in the country. It's, it's been extremely disruptive and distracting and rightly so. Um, so we, we ultimately decided that, yeah, we're going to do our normal thing, which you've already heard us be our normal selves. But for the news, I wanted to talk about Wednesday's insurrection. And I have three slightly different angles on it that are gayish that I want us to go through. Oh. Um, and then just sort of leave it at that. Um, okay. So if you have been living under a rock or in a cave or don't get American news, uh, on Wednesday, that's January the 6th of 2021, uh, there are there are different takes on what happened and there are different ways to describe it. Mine is that an armed insurrection attempted to thwart the peaceful transition of power by storming our Capitol building while a joint session of Congress was meeting to count the Electoral College votes to name Joe Biden officially the a duly elected president of the United States. That insurrection was fomented by the current sitting president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Um, a lot of people have been reluctant to use the word insurrection or rebellion. I maintain that that's exactly what it was. Um, yeah. If you're on the other side, you probably think it was patriots trying to save our democracy or some fucked up <laughs> shit like that and you you're very wrong about that in my opinion i don't know kyle say some things no i i, I actually support everything you've said so far okay that's i might weird. call them like white domestic terrorists but <laughs> that's <laughs> but yep. that's yeah yeah our constitution says that uh the 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 electoral college votes are to be opened and counted and the winner declared and uh they these people tried to interrupt that process um and luckily for us uh, they were unsuccessful i mean the, the five people are dead as a result of it um which you know so it's not just a symbolic show there were actual like real human consequences to this whole thing yeah but I, I wanted to talk about three, three, three things. Before you, uh, that, well, one thing I did want to mention is like, it is very weird. Like, it feels like at the beginning of the pandemic where you're like, do we keep doing regular yeah. stuff? Like, even if we left it there, like, it is very weird to like be in a world where crazy shit is happening. And it's like, do we, uh, this is a once in a lifetime monumental thing. Like what, how I, so yeah, yeah it I, is it is weird for us to kind of decide what like I like that we don't stop our episodes. I like that we keep going because no matter what's going on, I think people always need shit, and I don't think we need to talk about every single like political event that ever happens. But these like it's just I don't know. It'd be weird to not acknowledge anything and just kind of move along. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so. Okay, I'm ready and, for the oh. And like our more frivolous things too, right? Like like when was it okay to post to Facebook or I know that Dan had questions about, you know, Dan fucking Dan runs our Instagram account, is yeah. it appropriate to still do our normal dicks and butts 
stuff in the <laughs> yeah. middle of this, like maybe, you know, overthrow of our government and yeah. <laughs> destruction of yeah. our country. Yeah. I have a um, business proposal due on Friday. Like, do yeah. I keep doing that or what's the, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready for the gayish takes. Okay, so the gayish takes, uh, I'll, I'll start with the least gayish of the three of them that I wanted to talk about, which is <laughs> this um, this narrative that what we saw on Wednesday, that the people that did that to our capital were actually left-wing Antifa people mm. that, that uh, injected themselves into that process to make Trump look bad, that uh, the people causing all of the problems were actually left wingers. Um, and it's, it's the most tenuous tie back to gayish, <laughs> except, except that, you know, I, I do, I do feel like all of us on the left are sort of in this together <laughs> and, and politically queer people are, um, you know, the, the, the left are the ones that are caring about queer people in this country. Um, but what, what do you, what do we do about that? You, you've heard, you've heard that, right? Yes. One thing that I think is an actual tangible thing that you can do is like not engaging or discussing on social media. Like the, I, I think part of the the reason some of those conspiracies grow is when people, someone posts it on Twitter and then someone argues with them, that's what they're looking for. That's how they disseminate information is by getting more engagements on that post or getting someone to quote tweet it with their like anger or whatever, like that's what they are intentionally doing. And so if you look at the account and it's, you know, an account that has 50 or less followers, like not do not saying anything is better to like not spread that information. It's different if a like, you know, major news source is is talking about it or a major political figure, but I think there are a lot of times where like we play into what you know, trolls want what like specifically like, Russian counter whatever people are, yeah. are trying to do to spread misinformation. Yep. Yep. Well, the, the uh, for what it's worth, according to Forbes magazine of all fucking places, I, there, it's been widely reported, but Forbes is the article that I happen to pick up. The FBI has studied this and there is no evidence of widespread agitation from left wing groups. And FIFA was not there. Part like, of the thing that I hate, though, is like when when things are so untrue, it's like now we have to investigate every outlandish claim that anyone, right. including the president, says, and it's stupid. Like, uh, why can't I just say random things? And invest like, it, it, that shouldn't even be acknowledged with any investigation or anything. There's, like, and the people that think that, no FBI study is going to prove to them it didn't. So, like, I don't right. know the benefit of talking about or studying that. Like, how did that help anyone? Yep. Yeah. I, we talked about this a lot last night, too, in mm -hmm. our little, you know, private I'm I'm so hungover today, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we, we drank a lot of wine last night, and we solved cancer and <laughs> world peace, and we wrote a new musical. Um, but uh, one 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 thing that I um, maybe I'll just move on to the second second thing. I'm I I also I I want to talk about Black Lives Matter, and I want to talk about how many people I see on my feed. Um, if you take Antifa out of the question, 
they weren't there. They weren't actually the ones that were agitating. There's still this narrative out there that why is why was Wednesday not okay when you you people seem mm-hmm. to be okay with all the destruction that happened as a result of the racial justice uh, protests from this summer. Yeah, and um, it, it, I. <laughs> Do you have a good succinct way to explain why they're different? Yeah, like w- one is a protest, one is intentionally violent. Like Black Lives Matter at their core is not intending to be violent. Charging the Capitol is intentionally, the goal behind it is violence, is in and of itself violence. The goal of Black Lives Matter is to say, like, stop murdering people. The goal of that is is to say, hey, stop democracy. Like, you know, just the fact yeah. that they're even like, yes, it's the the commonality that you see is people angry about something but that's like all they have in common and the fact that people even see that as a as a comparison shows that we view any black people as violent and any white people as correct like that that's why they're even considered in the same ballpark or on the same level yeah yep absolutely all right, so that, how is this gay? Wait, <laughs> is this, no, 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 that, so all of that, all of that is the first one. It's oh. like barely, barely gayish, just gotcha. because it, you know. It's, so the next one that's slightly more gayish is uh, as a result of his messaging on Twitter, Donald Trump's account has been permanently suspended. He has been removed from Twitter. He's also now subsequently been removed from Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I love the memes that are going around that like uh, he needs to be banned from Grinder. That there's an account for Donald Trump on Grinder, <laughs> like Pornhub. <laughs> like, yeah, we but banned that, him from our he, platform. He's, and and, and Parler, which is the conservative answer to a lot of these social media platforms, has uh, been removed now from the Apple Store and from Google Play. And didn't the Amazon Web Services remove and, them from yeah, their? And, yeah, so the back end for Parler ran ran on AWS, and Amazon has has uh, suspended their access to those services, so that uh, Parler can't run. And w- what I want to talk about the the, the gayish angle here is, I think that we get really upset and rightly so at queer content creators being muzzled or removed or censored from a lot of these social media platforms. How do we say? It's okay for them to kick Trump off of their platform, but not okay for them to click kick drag queens off yeah. of their platform. Um, I'm wondering if you have a hot take on on that whole thing, the Man. First Amendment implications. Yeah, no, I have like a bunch of opinions, um, but I, I think it is a fair concern, and I've seen like people, sex workers, posting like, "Wait, I, I get why we want to remove him, but my shit's been removed," and like, so I get the concern, I get the fear of like a private company making decisions about what is and is not okay. But we have to remember, like it was not just first amendment free speech. It's someone shouting fire in a theater. Like we, we have restricted free speech in specific ways that are important to people's health and safety. And if you call for a, a coup on the government, like that is okay to be not allowed. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the question is, is it just something I don't like? Like, oh, sex workers, I think that's weird or gross and that's why I want to ban it. Or is it someone saying like, go murder everyone? You know, mm-hmm. like it's yeah. not just about free speech. Yep. Or it is, but like it's it's very different things. It's not just do I agree with this or not. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's there's a bunch of stuff going on here, right? Like like the First Amendment does not apply to Twitter. The First Amendment is that the United States government can't mm, tell right. you what you can and can't say. Right. Twitter can. Twitter yeah. is a private company, yeah. right? Um, and there seem to be a lot of people very confused about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And even when I was like saying that, I can like combined the two into one. But yeah, a private company can say what it wants and and decide its own rules. And and you do not have the right to be on Twitter. They can ban anyone for any reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what do you what do you think about this? Uh, this whole thing about uh, you can explain it to conservatives by telling them that Trump is the gay wedding cake. I saw that. I think that's hilarious. Like, I just, <laughs> it's. It, I think it's. Yeah. Oh, t- what's the full thing? Just in case anyone hasn't seen it, like, oh, that, that you can you can explain why it's okay for twi- Twitter to kick Trump off of their platform by explaining to them that Twitter is the baker and Trump is the gay wedding cake. <laughs> like that, uh, which I think is actually a problematic message because in 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 my in my book the baker we should be able to force the baker to make that gay ass wedding cake um but this is also a message intended for conservative people who are fucking stupid so (laughs) it's 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 yeah i'm the same way i think it's funny because it like makes a quick point it points out a logical inconsistency in specific beliefs but you're right it does then like but it's to the wrong end. Like, and mm-hmm. that's hard. It's, it's easier to explain things in a meme or pass around a meme than it is to like, you know, talk about the differences between these. So I don't know. I think it's funny. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's also sort of in that space of like, is it okay to make gay jokes about homophobes because you know, it's going to bug them. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I feel like in um, general, you tend to love making gay jokes about homophobes. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I do, I do think the intended audience can change the meaning of a joke. Mm, yeah. And and um, so anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah. the fact that that's geared towards conservatives who that message might give them pause because of their fucked up worldview. Mm-hmm. I think there's value in that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last, the mm-hmm. most the most gay <laughs> of the three things from this week's news. Are you ready? Yeah. The Viking dude yeah, who I is thought, hot. I thought it, so. Is it okay to thirst over him? What is our moral obligation to amplify or not amplify that to objectify him or not objectify him? And, and But before you answer that question, uh-huh. my new favorite fucking thing that I think has ever happened on the internet is the rumor going around that he is the lead singer of Jamiroquai. <laughs> <laughs> there are people who think that he looks like the lead singer from Jamiroquai and that he, that's who that person is. I love it. I saw comments about the YMCA. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know about. Okay. Um. I, I, did you? I be, I posted to our Twitter about this. I don't know if yeah. you already saw it. Yeah. Like. I usually read our Twitter, but remind me, what did you say? There was I, a lot going on. It was very on. smart and succinct, and Great. and everyone <laughs> loved it. Um, so why was it on our Twitter? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh you have been banned from our twitter mike you specifically (laughs) um yeah it's it's okay to find him attractive like if you look at him and think he's hot like that's that's i don't know what can you do about that like that's just uh, there are attractive people that are shitty terrible people yeah so then the next step is like what do i do with that information and to me posting about him talking about him in a lighthearted way promoting him in any way like that's the shitty part if you turn around and think he's hot i'm gonna be like 
post, hey, look at this hot dude. Isn't he so hot? Like now you're diminishing like e- everything else. And and it's like, you know, hot people get all the like they get a pass on things. They get to do whatever they want. Like if he was ugly and gross, everyone would hate him. Like, you know, it's just. Yeah. yeah. So don't post about it. Don't don't post him. Don't talk about him in that way. If you if you need to tell someone you think he's hot, go tell your friends. Like uh, you yeah. have a small social circle where you're allowed to say whatever bullshit you want to to anyone. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to. Uh, so our Facebook group had a conversation about this as well. Um, actually, started by um, our friend Derek, who was on our Mormon episode way back in season yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he he had. I, I think I, I thought it was hilarious. He he on that thread he posted like I get it. He has chest hair, but <laughs> there are so many other fuzzy dudes out there to thirst over that didn't lead an insurrection into our capital. Someone, someone. I wish I could remember who like posted on Twitter that was like, I guarantee you can find a hot gay Viking dude that will dom you, and it, and is not that dude. Like you can find that exact thing elsewhere. I, yeah. I, there is a part of it that I don't know how to talk about that is like, I think uh, there are some fetishes or kinks that are f- hot because they are wrong. Like the taboo nature of them is what makes it hot. So like, yeah. uh, you know, so I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know if you jerk off to him at home. I don't like that doesn't affect me. I don't care about that. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know. Well, the Arizona Republic newspaper on Wednesday identified the Viking writer as Jake and Jelly a 32-year-old QAnon supporter who has frequented other far-right rallies in Arizona, also referred to as the Q Shaman. Uh, He was photographed at the Capitol shirtless, carrying a spear with an American flag hanging from it and sporting red, white, and blue face paint. And in an interview with the Arizona Republic newspaper last year, Angeli said he wears the elaborate ensemble as a way to attract attention and spread the word about QAnon, a far-right conspiracy theory that believes President Trump is waging a secret war against Satan-worshipping pedophiles in government and media. Like, like, it's, I, I mean, if you, go ahead and jerk off to that, I guess, but, like, maybe don't. <laughs> well, I, I think the other thing is, like, ask yourself, what about this are you into? I think like, you know, questioning your initial is- instincts, like, is it just he's an attractive dude? Like, the, that's one thing. Or is there something inherent about like, yeah, are you attracted to the like, the fact that it's taboo or or like, it's wrong or that, you know, it's, I think, useful to question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's the news. I, I, I think I want to uh, sum up, though, real quick and say that uh it's okay if this week was hard. Like 2020 was difficult, continues to be difficult. The pandemic is difficult and continues to be difficult. And then this on top of all of that is really very stressful and anxiety provoking. And that's okay. Cut yourself some slack. We're going to get through this together. Um, And it's okay if your life has been sort of disrupted by doom scrolling. (laughs) Um, I don't know. We care about you. We care about each other. We're going to be all right. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That's the news. That's the news. This has been the news. It's been fun because it's been news. Let's sing about it. It's the news. Oh, God. Great. Are we? <laughs> do you want to talk about the main the main shit? Well, no, you're going to do patrons first. 
Oh, fuck me. Yeah, I have them written down no, here. No, I will not. <laughs> Virtually. Cam show. <laughs> uh, I'll put on a private show. Putting oh. it on the playlist. Is um, that on the list? It is now. Okay, Great. I want to thank the following. I had it above the Bonobo update, so that's why I... Okay. Um, I want to thank Patreon members. Starting off with, I don't even know what to... It, this is like a aim screen name i d h i n three o five idhin three o five i don't know if that's your birth certificate name then your parents were confused on what is names it, are but um maybe it's eos like is that leet speak somehow for something go ahead thross i don't know i don't know D- nope I have no idea. Um, uh, Joshua Sahagan, Holly, po- which thank you, <laughs> Joshua Sahagan, for not being the most difficult name this week. In other weeks, you might have been um, Holly Pop, which I enjoy that name. Holly Pop. Holly Pop. I bet she gets that all the time as well. And Patrick Smith. Uh, oh, so thank Patrick you, Patrick Smith. So thank you to our patreon members if you want to get bonus content we do a bonus segment after every episode uh if you want to listen to more of us uh go to patreon.com slash podcast awesome um now do you want to talk about musicals yes yes let's talk about musicals okay <laughs> you okay sounded so hesitant N- no well i said i said it at the top of the episode but i actually kind of meant it like i'm a little bit worried about fucking this up which i did not think that this light-hearted art form would be so anxiety provoking in the don't fuck it up mic department well uh, before we get too much into it we should say um this is every month our uh, uh gap bridgers our highest tier of patreon get to vote on uh from a few topics and yeah. e- we each submitted one and i submitted musicals so yeah you're two for two you submit you did the I last know. one too i was like that's- oh shit now i have to talk about musicals but then i was like oh but i won so that's cool yeah. great <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you are to blame but more importantly the gap bridgers are even more to blame yes and mm-hmm. again i won that's okay. the takeaway um so i'm gonna start if that's all right yeah and that is just throwing out the question that's harder to answer than you might think what is a musical oh i didn't wow yeah we're really starting at square one this is like a theorem like we're starting with like we have to prove every step of like all right yes. yeah what is a musical what is a musical anna kendrick in my paper, and- I would cite, as Anna Kendrick said in her interview, <laughs> in musicals, the, the characters don't know they're singing and the songs propel the story forward. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I mean, I, I think that that's like, that's a, that's, a, that's a higher level answer than I was even looking for oh, here, wh- which uh, I, I'm just, I'm just going to read, I'll read the first sentence of the Wikipedia article, free content, here we go. <laughs> uh, musical theater is a form of theatrical performance that combines songs, spoken dialogue, acting, and dance. And it, it's, it's, um, it, it's interesting to me that the arts have a long history of all of those things but they really were only combined into this thing that we think of as modern western musical theater in the 19th century so like there's been opera for a bajillion years that's singing a story but like not really acting it's about the music right and then there's 
drama and you have actors and they perform a story, but there's not really singing or music involved. And then there's ballet, which that's all about the dancing and there's music, but they don't really talk. And um, so all of these things have existed in, in pieces for, in some cases, millennia. But uh, putting them together into this cohesive packaged thing where you've got characters and story and dialogue and songs that they sing that further the plot, as Anna Kendrick said, <laughs> and, and 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 there's dancing. All of those things being tied together has really only existed since uh, the, the, the middle of the of the 19th century. Um, and uh, so it's new. And um, Yeah it's there's also some like controversy about like what the first musical was um, oh and um what are the options or what the what's the controversy well the controversy is that um there was a there was a hit musical in 1866 called the black crook and it combines most of the elements that i rattled off about what water a musical wind might. Right. Fire. Yes. Yeah. Mostly the other fire. One. <laughs> mostly fire. There's a lot of flaming in musicals. <laughs> so, um, uh, but there are, there are people on both sides of the argument there that say, no, it, the black crook was not quite what we think of as the modern musical because there were a bunch of things that hadn't been, uh, included yet and they didn't call the the book the book or the score the sc- i don't know it, like there's a bunch of nitpicking about whether it should count or not and then there are people who say that, that that even that is like late that there were other things that should count but what makes the black crook uh really stand out is how how popular it was and how long it ran and um that it was this m- massive spectacle that was very much uh, advertised and operated like our modern um, musical hmm. idea. But then um, there are other people who point to Oklahoma as being the first musical that had all of the trappings of what we think of as the m- modern Broadway musical uh, that came out in 1943. There were things leading up to that that are also good contenders, but Oklahoma um, is, is sort of, considered the starting point for modern Broadway musical culture, man, like Um, thinking about uh, like you talk about star Trek a lot and we like get into nerdy star Trek things, but like musical theater nerds, like that's a different level of nerdiness. And it kind of scares me. The idea of you wading into that discussion. Yeah. Well, for sure. For (laughs) sure. I, I mean, I, I, I've, I've, I've already fucked up a whole bunch of stuff, I'm sure. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. feel free to at me. It's going to be fun. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that and, and Rodgers and Hammerstein uh, get a lot of credit. They're the ones that 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 wrote Oklahoma. They, they get a lot of credit for the, the most modern sensibilities about about musicals. Um, so, yeah, I, I will. I will leave it at that. There's a certain like definition of porn element to musical mm-hmm. theater. I think of like, it's hard to define, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. I think it's less, cause it's, cause it's, it's a show with singing and acting. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a little bit easier to define. Yeah. But like, 
there were operas that had some spoken word to it, but not a lot of dancing. And there were like there, there are all of those pieces have appeared in other things, but the like big over the top campy, super gay, crazy ass giant production musical with singing and dancing and, and, and plot and character development, all of that um, really is a pretty, a modern, a modern thing. Um, I don't know. I'll leave it at that I, for for now. Well, then let's get to the real question. Yeah. Why do gays like musicals? Why do gays like musicals? So I do not have Gata. I did actually spend some time trying to look up Gata about either like our Broadway actors actually gayer, statistically gayer than average are why why is it that gay men tend to like theater and like there aren't there's no data um mm. on it um but i did get a bu- uh, a bunch of terrible hot takes from the internet that i'm gonna share with you great yeah uh, this is from datalounge.com uh someone posted the question why do so many gay men love musicals so much i have some editing that i could do on that question itself that's just some structure issues that i could address but why do gay men (laughs) why do so many gay men love musicals so much um uh first uh quote because most straight men are frightened little girls and do not have the courage to like anything that might look less manly the good news for them is that as long as they can produce the sperm straight women don't really care about anything else oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> should we stop the episode there i love yeah. that like okay this this uh, all of my research or most of it was filled with me just like this is like just ridiculous and i think it's hilarious in a terrible way mm-hmm. as long Plus, as they're producing you also this- you're also obsessed with sperm so i'm <laughs> me and straight women we all we care about the sperm <laughs> they're okay so like Obviously, like, there's a lot wrong with that. There is something, though, to the idea that I, I'm trying to pick out the truth nuggets or the things that I think might actually be real. Mm-hmm. Uh, the appearance of masculinity or musicals not being as manly. I, I think there is something to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the next one, which, again, is like not per- uh, because they're about expressing emotions and many of them have a reputation for being cheesy. Again, it was like, oh, I was kind of with you. And then it like went, but I think there was something about, yeah, your traditional masculine nature is not supposed to express emotions and um, art in general is, is, you know, that that's what it's all about. So I, you know, I can see that being a a reason for it. Yeah. There's, um, there's a, you're, you're, you're onto something about like the the feminine emotionality being a affront to straightness for 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 men and uh i forget who it was i had it written down and then i erased it um when i was making cuts to what i thought i was going to talk about today but uh there's a there's a guy who said that with musical theater when the dialogue gets too emotional you sing it and when the song gets too emotional you dance it <laughs> uh that makes i love that that's funny. Um, uh, some other fun takes. Again, trying to figure out why why gay men love musicals so much. Uh, because most gay men are defensive from a life of being discriminated against. Many of us have a fantasy that we get to express ourselves ourselves in a 
uh, perceived dramatic, classy, and fancy way when we get the opportunity. Musicals provide the fantasy that life can be full of people doing just that. Okay, trying to pull the intelligence out of that strain, the, the ounce of intelligence <laughs> out of that heap of crazy statement. Um, the, I, I think this is art in general, acting in general. Like there is something that we getting to express yourself is something that we don't often get to do, so, you know, being closeted mm-hmm. for so long and, and not being allowed. Like we, I think musicals can be an outlet that we find to express who we really are. And in a little bit safer way than actually being out, like at least a little bit more yeah. acceptable by society. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, the last one I'm going to read is, uh, I think it works the other way around. Broadway musicals turn little boys gay. Oh, God. My <laughs> my grandma just, my grandma took me to see Oklahoma at Casa Manana in 1968, and I walked out of there singing, I'm just a girl who can't say no. At that <laughs> moment, they all knew one day I would be dialing the phone with a pencil. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and that the the, the idea that like <laughs> he tiles the phone with a pencil as like oh he's gay is like my favorite thing. I don't know if that's a thing I've just never heard of or I don't know I don't know. I just that like sentence like this whoever this person is I'm I've fallen in love with them. Yep. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> that I, can we can we start saying dialing a phone with a pencil as being like yeah uh, hey does he you know does he uh, dial a phone with a pencil or <laughs> I, I, well I also I also love how how archaic that is because nobody dials a phone anymore yeah like, can you imagine like <laughs> get out your like, cell phone and you're like beep, beep, boop, boop. Um, I don't think that would even work right. <laughs> really enjoyed that anyway i don't know there there are tiny bits of truth i think if you really search for them in there but um uh those are the shitty opinions people have online so great there's a never-ending supply of shitty opinions that's for sure uh uh, are you ready for more yeah okay great i want to talk to you about west side story which um what do you know about West Side Story? Hit me with some... Because we played that in band, and it was like a weird time signature, and that was fun. It's like... I mean, it's like Romeo and Juliet. It's love story. Two gangs that love snapping. The Jets and the Marauders or something. The Sharks and the Jets. And, you know, Maria... Maria, I yep. just met a girl named Maria. Yep, that's right. That's that right. is my full extent of knowledge. I have just exhausted all my West Side Story knowledge. Well, it came out in 1957, and uh, it was... So around um, when you were born? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. In, in a previous life. Um, <laughs> I died in the 70s, and then I was rebirthed. Um, as, as a no. boy who would dial the phone with a pencil. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, it ran for 732 performances before going on tour. It was nominated for six Tony Awards, including Best Musical in 1958. Unfortunately, the Best Musical that year went to The Music Man. But uh, 
one, one thing about West Side Story, man, like the music was by Leonard Bernstein. The lyrics were by Stephen Sondheim and the book was written by Arthur Lawrence. All three of them. Big old fucking Moe's. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I wanted to talk about those three men who those three Moe's, <laughs> those three Moe's. Um, which I don't know if how much they're responsible for like musicals being real gay, but mm. like th- I think that they are they are good uh, candidates for why it's uh, it's real gay. So I'm going to start with Arthur Lawrence, um, who died in uh, 2011, but he r- wrote the book, which that's the the dialogue and stage directions portion of 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 the musical, and uh, it, it, he. Um, a lot of them have really tragic stories because it's the 1950s and they're, you know, into dudes. And that's kind of, you know, not exactly the most safe and awesome time to be queer. Um, his partner was Tom Hatcher, uh, who, who who died in, in 2006. And I don't think they ever married, but they were together for a really, really long time. So in his in his book, Original Story by Arthur Lawrence, a memoir of Broadway and Hollywood, which he published in 2000, he discussed his lengthy career and his many gay affairs and long term relationships, uh, mm-hmm. including those with Farley Granger and Tom Hatcher. The the couple were together. So Gore Vidal suggested that Lawrence uh, go to this men's clothing store because Hatcher was managing it at the time, but thought that they would hit it off. And yep, they were together for 52 years. And he is this huge figure in, in, in musical theater. He, uh, he, he wrote, um, or he was involved in Gypsy, West Side Story, um, really made a, a whole bunch of, of contributions, both on, on, on stage and in film. But um, he also was blacklisted as a result of comments that he made uh, he was brought in front of the House Un-American Activities Committee, oh, and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Joseph being, McCarthy for being gay or being communist. <clears throat> well, both <laughs> is the thing, but more for being communist than anything. So he made some casual remarks. Uh, no, because of a casual remark made by Russell Krauss, uh, Arthur Lawrence was called to Washington D.C. to account for his political views. So. Under the McCarran Internal Security Act, which prohibited individuals suspected of engaging in subversive activities from obtaining a passport, um, uh, he ended up being blacklisted, which in this context means um, that he wasn't allowed to have a passport, wasn't allowed to leave the country, um, and had his... Yeah, it's, it's just... It's interesting to me that, like, just having dangerous political beliefs that you could basically have a fuck ton of your rights taken away. And yeah. a lot of those people were gay and, and this guy uh, was one of them. So when you said blacklisted, that's not from theater. That's from like passport having that. Oh, no, sorry. It, it is. It, it, it is. So the Hollywood blacklist was a thing. It was a colloquial term for what was a entertainment industry wide actual like list of people that were not allowed to be mm. employed. Um, and, uh, it started in, in the 1940s and throughout the, the fifties with the, with the, with the communist scare, uh, it, it, but yeah, it was, it was an actual like physical list that if your name got on that, you were done in entertainment. 
Mm. But yeah, and, and then and then also he had uh, the State Department refused to renew his passport, and he tried to return to Paris to get the fuck out of the United States and go somewhere gayer and less stupid. Um, <laughs> Um, That's very weird that like, hey, you have subversive beliefs that we don't like. You're required to stay in this country. <laughs> like, that's a weird punishment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, the, the the fear there is not just that they would leave the country, but that they would leave the country, go talk to their co-conspirators and come back to the country. Yeah. But like, it's the, the, the in and out privileges, wink, that or the, <laughs> the, 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 the problem there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so also involved in West Side Story, uh, Stephen Sondheim, who wrote all of the lyrics. He's actually still alive, which that seems crazy. He's mm -hmm. 90 years old, currently lives in New York City and is married to Jeff Romley. They got married in 2017. And um, he I love the idea of like old gay couples that have been together forever getting married. Like, I don't know. That just is like the most adore. It's like uh, almost silly like to think like you know people in their 90s getting married it, yeah it's like but we we basically already were i don't know just the idea of like two old dudes getting married is uh, adorable in my mind yeah for sure I, I i agree it's totally it's totally awesome um uh he is involved in a lot of shows that you probably have heard of a funny thing happened under the way to the forum 1962 company in 1970 uh a little night music in 1973 sweeney todd in 79 uh, Into the Woods, 1987, um, of course, West Side Story and Gypsy, which I had mentioned before from from the, the 50s. Um, he has received an Academy Award, eight Tonys, uh, a special Tony Award, eight Grammys, a Pulitzer Prize, a Lawrence Olivier Award and a 2015 Presidential Medal of Freedom. Damn, I know all those except who Lawrence Olivia is or why she gave him an award. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to go past that one. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I just, I want, I want all of the, I want you to get hate mail. Great. Okay. So, um, but yeah, like a lot of people though, he did not come out of the closet until he was, uh, in his forties hmm. and, um, he lived with dramatist Peter Jones for eight years in the nineties and in 2010, uh, it was, it came out that he was in a relationship with Jeffrey Scott Romley and they got married in 2017 and have two dogs. Um, <laughs> sure sure named um, pepper and and also pepper <laughs> yeah this is <laughs> uh this is going longer than i wanted it to i'm really sorry um i and, assume uh, that musical theater people will know who all these people are and and be happy at them i think isn't that good isn't this what we need to talk about so theater musical people are happy yeah great no sure. keep doing it keep just keep going just keep going <laughs> well last but not least of the of the 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 three faggots that could for west side story <laughs> Uh, Leonard Bernstein, and this is maybe the most problematic one, um, but I, I, I think it's it's interesting. He was an American composer. Uh, he actually died in 1990. Um, according to music critic Donald Hanahan, he was, quote, one of the most prodigiously talented and successful musicians in American history. Uh, he wrote the music for West Side Story and uh, lots and lots of other things. Um, but what what's really interesting to me about about him is that uh <clears throat> he actually got married to an actress felicia Cohn Mon montielegre uh, in 1951 and uh, a lot of people think that he chose to marry partly to dispel rumors about his private life mm. uh because uh he's real gay <laughs> um 
in, in, a, in a book released in October of 2013 called The Leonard Bernstein Letters, his wife acknowledges his homosexuality. She writes, quote, you are a homosexual and may never change. You don't admit to the possibility of a double life. But if your peace of mind, your health, your whole nervous system depend on a certain sexual pattern, what can you do? Um, uh, Arthur, Arthur Lawrence, who I talked about a little bit ago, uh, who collaborated on West Side Story with him, said that Bernstein, quote, was a gay man who got married. He wasn't conflicted about it at all. He was just gay. <laughs> Um, and, and Shirley Rhodes Pearl, another friend of his, said uh, that she thought, quote, he required men sexually and women emotionally, which huh, would put him more in the bi category, like or or maybe or like I, I there are terms that I don't remember that I'm going to fuck up. But like <laughs> the, the whole like romantically interested in the opposite sex, but sexually interested in be... the same sex. I I, th- I think there's a term for that. Yeah, there, like it you could be bi romantic you could be homo romantic or heteromantic yeah. yeah okay i knew the words and then i started saying them and then i realized i don't necessarily know the words but yeah yeah like romantic versus sexual interest can be different and maybe his romantic was yeah hetero and his I wanted to mention that uh, a fourth gay man was involved in the production of, of West Side Story, which was the Cole director Porter? choreographer, Jerome Robbins. Oh, hey, Jerome. So you talked about how a musical has to have music and acting and dance. He's he's the dance. Hmm. That's an excellent. That's an excellent point. Also, during my Patreon segment later, I'll be talking about a very weird version of West Side Story. Ooh. Oh. Is it the I one like we're it. putting on? Is it? Are we going to reenact <laughs> it right here? I was to go to America. <laughs> I want to play Tony so I don't have to be in the whole thing. Okay, great. <laughs> Spoiler he, alert, Dan. Jesus. Does he die? <laughs> um, so to fast forward. Uh, he wins the lottery, Kyle, and, um, and then uh, moves to France. Is that true? <laughs> of course <laughs> not. <laughs> So he dies, right? Back to Leonard Bernstein. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, uh, so in 1976, he decided he could no longer conceal his homosexuality, and he left his wife for a period to live with the musical director of the classic music radio station KKHI in San Francisco, Tom Cothran. Uh, the very next year, his wife was diagnosed with lung cancer. Uh, he moved back in with her to take care of her until she died in 1978. And apparently felt real guilty about his wife's death, which hmm. that resonates with me. Like hmm. the, the like, or if, I feel like it's a thing that happens that like all of these gay ex-husbands are still like in orbit around hmm. their, their, their wives. Um, like uh, Elton John comes to mind. Hmm. Didn't he get married to that woman? And anyway, um, but, but yeah, and then and then uh, I, he announced his retirement from conducting on October 9th, 1990, and he died five days later, which I love it when somebody Damn. is just like, I know when I'm done. Yeah. And like they they make a they peace out real, <laughs> real fast. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, part of the musical theater thing, I think, that makes it gay is that so many gays are involved in it. Like, yeah, there's an appreciation for the art form because it's over the top and it's camp. And there's a bunch of like talent that straight people don't have necessary to put them on. Um, and 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 but but like gays really do make Hollywood and musical theater uh, 
happen. Well, mm-hmm. the gays and the Jews, but he, we're, we're talking about the gay ones now. Which, okay, that actually, can I say stuff to your... Yeah, do it. Uh, then that leads to the question, where are all the straight men? <laughs> Which, this is another thing that I just thought was really funny. And I don't have to, like, there, there was a 2014 article in the New York Times by Patrick Healy called, In Audiences on Broadway fewer guys among dolls which you know okay i get it um yeah (laughs) do you get it yeah it's that musical dolls and guys yeah Um, exactly uh the basically the entire thing is like how do we get straight men to musicals and it it, like they're more explosions okay (laughs) okay (laughs) this a lot of it was talking about the um uh, the release of the, sh- the show Rocky and one of them like to bolster in te- attendance Rocky is making a powerful powerful push for men the musicals ads now feature the word knockout oh god <laughs> so, you're kind of right oh um god. what else did I uh it talked about there are um oh uh, so the lead marketing executive for, for uh, Rocky said that women are the low-hanging fruit. Trying to appeal to men is increasingly an, an increasingly scary challenge. And then in parentheses, like the author then notes, attendance problems is mostly with straight men. Gay men are widely considered by producers and group sales agents to be reliable Broadway demographic, um, which no surprises there um uh the article talks about how in rocky like it was notable that some men have attended without women uh an unusual sight on broadway with guys pumping their fists trading high fives and cheering rocky during the climactic fight like god just just Okay, and then the, the last thing, uh, um, uh, all that same marketing executive said, like, uh, "Yeah, bra, let's go to a musical." Yeah, dudes, <laughs> let's get trashed and go to musical, yo. <laughs> and then we can eat pussy. Yeah, cool, <laughs> great, fun. Oh wow! <laughs> Maybe afterwards we'll share a tender, caring moment together. Yeah, dude, awesome. Um, uh, so, um never use that voice again. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Did you see those titties? Also, oh, I have severe emotional issues. Cool. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Love it. Um, Jesus I'm in Christ therapy God. for my anger issues. Yeah, bro. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, in <laughs> What am I talking about? Uh, the, the marketing executive for Rocky said some are in, talking about straight men, some are in Hugo Boss suits, some are in sweatpants, but we need more of them. <laughs> And I don't know why the idea of just like marketing executives being like, where do we find straight men? How do we, how do we find the hidden, the elusive straight male audience? What are they, what are they thinking about? What are they doing? Like, it's just, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it's just, uh, it's yeah. just so funny to me. <laughs> they have football. Let them have that and everything else in media. Let, like, let us have this, please. Yeah. That, well, that's part of the thing is like everything is made for them. And so even things that are like more heavily attended by women and gay men, they're like, but how do we go out of our way to find straight men to attend? You know, like, yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah. So that, in, that entire article was uh, very funny to me. I have a very fast thing that you're going to hate. Great. <laughs> Is, is it anal sex? The, the, <laughs> the first gay character in a musical was Sebastian Bay in the musical Coco from 1969. And the actor that originated that role was René Abergenois, 
who played Odo on Deep Space Nine, Star Trek. <laughs> you look so disappointed at me. I, I mean, I, how I, yeah, of I was thrilled to death. I was thrilled to death to find out that there was a Star Trek connection. I didn't know why. Like, I remember when Deep Space Nine came out that Odo, who is the shape shifting constable, if people are unfamiliar with the show, I knew that Rene Aubergenois, which is that French for Dick. Because it's eggplant, like an aubergine. Anyway, um, uh, I, I knew that he was important or recognizable for some reason. I did not realize that there was a musical theater connection at all, that he had come from Broadway. And I also didn't know that he had this, like, he is straight, but, well, he's dead. He's not anything now. But um, <laughs> but, but, but that, that the first gay character in musical theater was was played by him. I don't know. It just made my... It just made my little gay heart happy that this this show that I'm rewatching, I just casually came across like one of the main actors from that show in a connection to the episode. So here we are. I'm excited. You hate it. Let's move on. Yeah, dude. That's cool. Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek has a has a rich history of using stage actors and, and musical theater people in roles. Uh, the the holographic doctor. Uh, He's and- an opera singer, right? Yeah, um, and uh, Captain Janeway came from from theater, which is why the entire first season of Voyager, her hands just can't stop emoting so much all the time. <laughs> well, and 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 Patrick Stewart was a was a Royal Shakespearean actor um, who played Captain Picard on on Next Generation. So I also yeah. have a long history on the theater, which is why most of my episodes sound like this. All right, great, good job. Good work. That's how theater, that's how you do theater, I think, is just talk like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, we do need to talk about our personal Yeah, like, that's on my list experience too. In, okay. There's you, so much. We, we're going to have to do more than just this episode, I think. There's just, there's just so much. Like, musical theater is just so gay. And, <laughs> like, I don't, I have this weird feeling that we're, like, not even picking the right things to I don't know. It's. A I mean, lot. I, have, I have an entire other segment that I didn't do, but like, I did not know there's like we are woefully behind in trans representation uh, in musical theater. Like TV and fi- in spite of TV and film advancing, particularly recently, trans storylines and everything, it just is not that way on stage. Which is there's yeah, a, really like good... a lot of things like they get Hedwig and that's it. We don't need more. Than that, right? <laughs> Apparently, um, like there were zero. There were like five in 2019 up from zero people like trans uh, actors. What do you mean trans actors or do you mean trans characters? Actors. Actors. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Which is like performers. Insane. Performers. Is that the performers? preferred? That's a non-gendered term. I mean, actors sort of is, but it's one of those, like we just use the male term for everybody. Mm. Yeah. It's like Spanish. Meryl, Meryl Streep calls herself an actor. So you can too. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, I, I agree. There's, there's probably a, a bunch more, but what, how do you tell me about your, do you like musicals? Do you care about musicals? Um, I, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I love musicals. I, I really, really enjoy it. And it's one of those things that I feel embarrassed by how little I know mm-hmm. or, um, there's that whole thing like, well, do I actually love it? Because I would, I would consume more of it if I, actually care. i don't know but i've i've been in three musicals as as a performer which ones um, where uh in high school i was in alice in wonderland very off broadway far yep. far off broadway okay yeah 
Yeah. Uh, I actually, I actually wrote the score for that, for that. Um, it was barely a musical. There were only a couple of numbers in it and uh, I, I scored it for. Shut for the, the fuck up. Yeah. Will, you, will um, you break us off a piece of it? Nope. Uh, and then, uh, and then I was in um, uh, the Wizard of Oz. I played the Cowardly Lion in high school. Okay, will you break some piece of that? We, we did the the musical version of it. Um, Marty, my brother, played bass in the orchestra for that pr- that production, um, which was pretty pretty fantastic. And then uh, Sunnyside Community Theater. I was in My Fair Lady. I played Zoltan Carpathy, uh, who is the linguist who detects that. Uh, Liza Doolittle's accent is constructed and 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 fake. Um, and you're singing uh, none of those of. for us. No. Okay. Mm-mm. Well, no, don't want to do that. This right has now. been fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you? You ever been in a musical or musical adjacent? Uh, no, I I um uh, in high school uh, they were doing the show Pippin, and I was mm-hmm. called in to like be in the orchestra because they needed someone to like play a. Uh, like tambourine or like play one note on the keyboard or something like something that was like we need someone to do one thing which is um cool and and like <laughs> so every now and then i i just randomly uh have the you know things that just like are just a line from a song that will just random like for the rest of my life things will always just jump into my head one of them is from pippin and it's rivers belong where they can ramble like that <laughs> portion of pippin just will jump into my head for the rest of my life and I, it's because i saw you know a million shows of it cool um I, no but i i relate to you like i really i really like musicals i lo- whenever i in the past when i've gone to new york or you know when i went to london it was like always a point that like i need to see a show and and i really enjoy doing that but how many this, shows would you say you've gone to um i was trying to just like think about that like musical versus like theater i think most of what i maybe five different i've seen avenue q rent wicked uh the producers not musical uh chicago mm-hmm. i think that's my list mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how many how many shows have you been to how many musicals have you been to i've seen rent live five times damn uh i've seen wicked live three times and i got to see uh edina menzel and christian chenoweth play the leads in it uh on on broadway with my then ex-wife um uh and then i i've i've seen quite a few other other shows i would i would estimate i've seen probably 20 live broadway quality performances of musicals um and but but of those like eight of them were just rent and wicked so (laughs) (laughs) but but i i relate to you in that like i really like it but it feels like in the gay world i because I am not like, I don't know everything about musicals. I don't know all the music to everything, uh, particularly rent. Like uh, then that puts me on the side of it's either you love it or you don't. And I'm on the don't side, which is like a a little bit frustrating or it. And yeah, like I don't go out. I'll throw this out here. Here, here's, here's like a good opportunity for some hate mail. I think I think that musical theater queens are very cunty. Like like there is a you have to know your shit and have this encyclopedic knowledge of it or you're going to get made fun of and drummed out of the conversation. I I've really very much felt that before. So just to be very clear, you said musical theater queens are cunty. 
This is yes. the stake you're putting in the ground. Great. Okay, just just yeah. making sure that was super clear. I think m- even more than RuPaul fans, there is like <laughs> a a minimum bar of knowledge that that it, you you will be treated derisively if you haven't met it. Hmm. Like, what do you mean you don't know who Edith Peel is? And and like people will like get in your face about that shit when like. I don't think that's mainstream knowledge. You I just think it is. is because you're in that universe. Hmm. Like, um, and, and I, I think it's really unfortunate. I think a lot of gay cards are taken away in the name of mm. musical theater yes. trivia. And, and I, I think it's horseshit. I, I was just going to say, yeah. And it has the added thing of beat. Like it's, it's in addition to what you're saying. Yeah. Because it's t- it tends to be more gay. Yeah. Like you have, if you don't know everything, it's not only, Oh, well you must not like musicals and you must not be gay because you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there and and there's there's a, there's a certain amount of also like, I'm afraid to tell people that I like Wicked or Hamilton because <laughs> because there's this like, oh you like that one oh that like pedestrian like the- derivative. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the word derivative is so perfectly <laughs> <Did> condescending. <she? laughs> I, it just works so well in so many contexts. Um, yeah, I uh, we've gone a couple times before the pandemic to the like tuesday show tunes or music musical theater yeah. nights or whatever um yeah. it's a very popular thing that happens a lot i've been a couple of times in san francisco but you'll you'll have like a bar that has a good sound system and video monitors and you'll play songs from musicals and then all the gays stand around and and hit on each other and or sing um <laughs> and and they're 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 really fun they're really really fun and it's also a good way i think to sort of catch up in in knowledge because uh you'll you'll hear a song for the first time there and then you'll you know the next week you'll hear it again and then you realize oh this one's important what musical is it from who is that person performing it and you 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 start to pick up more because of this rapid fire presentation of the content that you would it would take a long ass time to do going to the whole show hmm. and, and remembering it counterpoint uh, i yeah. hated it really? <laughs> i went twice and i will never go back because what, of, how come yeah because like you're talking about like there is the opportunity because i all feel terrible about myself when i don't know stuff or feel like an imposter and like like you're what i could take away from it is oh yeah like I don't know this. Let, that's interesting. I learned something new. Let me go look up shit about it. But like my, <laughs> my reaction is the opposite. And I'm like, feel very uncomfortable and excluded and, mm. and feel like I should know more and don't. And like, kind of feel like I have to fake it or something. And I remember sitting there and like, you know, everyone singing and someone looked over at me and was like, Oh wow. Like, why aren't you enjoying this? Or, or something like that, where I was like, I was having fun, but now that you said that, it's like the worst thing you can hear if you have social anxiety is like getting called out for looking anxious. Yeah, yeah, get it, yeah. Like ah, shit, I wasn't doing it enough, doing good enough at looking like I was okay. So I need to like do better at. Yeah. Hey, following up on our like episode, like those are instances where I like okay, well, I need to drink more so that like I can pretend or be more feel more into this because yeah. clearly I'm not, it's not working. Someone just called me out. I'm not, I, the fact that I'm not singing means I'm yeah. doing it wrong. Like, yeah. Ugh. Was it, was it Joseph? No. Like uh, Joseph Peter, Joseph Peters, Matthews, the, 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 he and his husband, Brandon have been on a whole bunch of times. He's yeah. a priest, but that, like that's, that's how I met him. Yeah. Uh, was that at the, the musical sing along nights at I, the bar? I think he was someone who's like, 
helping like he was there so i had someone to talk to he was there once i yeah. think when i was there and, and like i actually had someone to talk to which is nice and i think he was telling me like oh yeah during this thing and is it a vita that you get out a tissue uh, or something and yeah. wave it around and i was like i yep. don't know why i'm doing this <laughs> yep. um yep. yeah so much kleenex wasted <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i i do enjoy musicals but of course like obviously not to the extent of to which a game man is supposed to and i yeah definitely feel looked down upon for that or excluded or like yeah if i if i i it, it kind of like negates the fact that like i actually do like them <laughs> you know and it, it's like that that doesn't count because i don't like them enough or something yeah 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 i get that i feel that Boy, we have so much we have we have so much more stuff to talk about, but I don't want to go into it all because like it's kind of time. Yeah, so. I think it's time. Uh, so I'm sorry that we didn't talk about rent and AIDS, everybody. And I'm sorry <laughs> we didn't talk about Hedwig and trans issues. And I'm sorry that we didn't talk about cabaret. And uh, uh, goodbye. But fucking deal with it. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. No. Wait, are you doing super fruit right now? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do sound of music, but I could. Oh, um, um, but yeah, let's. Uh, we can let's, talk about Julie Andrews, that spinning bitch. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. There's just there's just so much. I'm sure that we'll be back. Okay. So, um, but in in the meantime, I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call it. It's yeah. curtains. Cur- we're gonna go to intermission. <laughs> Great. Uh, should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Break. Um, so are we back? We're back. We're back. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest, but first, our Wait, website. No, but first, oh, but God. first, I have two Damn things it. to... <laughs> one of these things I thought you were going to say, too. Um, two things. One is uh, we have new a couple new shirt designs that are available in the merch section, whatever. Oh, yeah. um, it is uh, the th- entire theme song um on a on a t-shirt uh so if you go to uh gayishpodcast.com slash merch it will redirect you to our store um that's a little bit easier to use nowadays but um so that that's new check it out also we have a new podcast that we're doing oh yeah that's right ta-da oh that was the okay yeah so it's called have a nice (laughs) Have a nice gay. Um, it is going to be a daily, super short, uh, just kind of nice something to make you happy and feel happy and gay. Um, so it's going to be uh, Mike and I still uh, talking, but like talking about it's going to be safe for work. Cross our fingers. We can do that. Um, and boy, that's going to be a tall order. <laughs> but like, we're, we're... It's going to be, uh, you know, like either something good that happened that day in history or an inspiring quote or like you're going to do like games and so it'll just be something to help like get your day started yeah um and in fact we're going to play the trailer here right uh at the at the very end of this episode stick around to the end and you'll hear it there you'll hear the trailer have a nice gay have a nice gay and you can go it'll the trailer's also up so like right now before it actually like it'll 
actually be coming out uh, January, but now go and subscribe uh, on you know Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever that that helps. So what, if it uh, when it launches to give it more chances of showing up in the new section in uh, Apple, which would be awesome. So subscribe, yeah, yeah. subscribe, uh, subscribe a lot. Yeah, subscribe then unsubscribe <laughs> then subscribe again <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are at Gayish Podcast on tw- Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Parlor. <laughs> Great. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Um... Oh, anyway. I am hungover. Great. We're almost there, buddy. Great. <laughs> All right. Hold, hold, hang in there. Great. Uh, well, I, oh, I'll go first. Great. Great. Um, so the gayest thing about me this week, um, I had a call, a Zoom call on Friday night with my gay fraternity brothers. We've got, a, we, we call ourselves the Bromos. <laughs> and, um, the uh but but the gayest thing about that call despite the fact that there's like a just big ass group of gay fraternity brothers on there uh it got kind of weird late at at night like like around midnight give or give or take there was like the the alcohol was flowing but there was suddenly this like pressure to take your shirt off and just like the sheer panic that i had Mm -hmm. at like no (laughs) i like i like it just it just it felt that like getting undressed in front of other men, like junior high little gay kid panic, like totally kicked in. Oh yeah, um, that's when. But... That's when I just like closed my laptop. I'm just like <laughs> I'm just gonna Irish digitally Irish goodbye here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it was it was real gay. Um, mm-hmm. um, and then the the straightest thing about me this week, uh, I don't know how I came across it, but there's this YouTube channel where they like take famous movies but and then this group of people they make it they use their cgi and 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 um, movie knowledge to amplify it in some way and they made an extra gory version of star wars (laughs) um like 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 uh they they blow jar jar binks up in this like just disgusting gory bloody mess and there's the 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 one where they um what do the insides of jar jar bink looks like look like i mean basically like you would think yeah um yeah. like this like roadkill really <laughs> um but yeah they just they, they did this like gory rated r bro fest version of <laughs> star wars and just the the whole thing is is just very straight their whole like hey maybe we should maybe we should like like splatter those kids against the windshield like they just like do this <laughs> oh, just God. really yeah it's 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 a lot it's it a lot but like it, a lot um but it was fun yeah go ahead um my uh gayest is uh I, every morning i make coffee and i have vanilla creamer that i put in my coffee and for some reason that feels gay to me like the the like it's not just sugar and cream it's vanilla cream that i put in yeah. it um is it french vanilla yeah i mean that- Although yeah. I, I uh, it would be gay if I went for the like fat free version, but I don't. Um, so <laughs> I, I guess mildly gay. Um, mm-hmm. The straightest thing is uh, so I still all the time wear my rainbow uh, mask out that AE uh, 
gave to us and uh i i put it in the <laughs> the wash and so i was like for the past week had not washed it yet was wearing a non-rainbow mask like I, they just felt like my heterosexual masks because like i could be anyone <laughs> i'm just a regular dude nothing to see here like those masks so fell straight wearing those our listeners gayest and straightest this week gayest i made a dedicated not safe for work twitter account so i could follow and flirt with a bunch of hot guys and not have it bleed over to my main twitter mm-hmm. <laughs> that for sure right and then straightest I met a girl on this not safe for work Twitter and we've been planning a date now for a couple of days. Wait. <laughs> I think this person is bi, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> I love I love that it worked out like that. Um yeah, everyone has like a separate uh Twitter thing just for their like raunchy shit and I don't cuz I don't do raunchy shit. Any hoomsels. Um yeah, I know some people with like 3 or 4 also like this one's for my porn, this one's for business this one's for my family yeah this like <laughs> yeah don't mix up the porn and the family well it depends on what porn you're into i don't know you do what you want i guess mm, daddy <laughs> um that's it so a special thank you to edith peel i oh or, i still don't know who that okay right i, I was like do i cheetah rivera or patty lapone or audra mcdonald like have it like we've, we've got neil patrick so harris many. i know him um, yeah. Thank you to Michael Johnson for doing our theme music. We haven't thanked you yeah. in a while for that. Um, yeah. Thank you to our super Gap Bridgers, Chris Cacciatorian, Cian Hayes, and Jerome York, and Tipsy McStumbles. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Um, yeah. And and um, I don't know if I want to stoke the fire of this competition or not. I guess you have part to. Of the, yeah, that was part of the part of the the thing. But we've got. We've, we have to rechristen the studio already. Pat so Christen. Yeah. So from the Chris Cachatorian studio, this has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. You'll be back soon, you'll see. Bye. Gayish Media is proud to announce Have a Nice Gay, a new podcast that's an audio snack for your brain, daily and gaily. Tell them what they'll win, Kyle. This <laughs> podcast. Wow, I'm so intimidated. This is Have a Nice Gay. It is going to be a daily, happy, uplifting, positive podcast that's just a few minutes long why are we doing this mike because everybody needs to feel awesome about being gay because being gay is awesome yeah and everyone just needs to feel awesome in general right now is a time when it is impossible to get away from stuff did you just in these difficult times i did in these difficult (laughs) times which is one of my pet peeves but i did it i personally need a lot of help reminding myself to be positive and happy and this is partly just the podcast that I need to try to make right now. They're going to be short, we promise. Single digit number of minutes to invest in this awesome, uplifting podcast. So it's not like it's going to take up two hours like our normal gayest show does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to have inspiring quotes, motivational minutes, games, you name it. Lots of different things, all to make your day a little bit brighter. And a little bit gayer. That will be coming to you later this month with daily episodes. So subscribe here so that you get updated when we start actually releasing uh, daily episodes. That's right. Have a nice gay. Coming to your ear holes, January 2021. Until then, have a nice gay. Have a nice gay, Kyle. Have a nice gay, Mike. Did we say all the things we were going to? I don't know. (laughs)
<laughs> I think we did. 